Hey everyone, it's Rex and Antonio, and uh, welcome back to the Zero to Growth podcast. This is our first official podcast, so thanks for tuning in. Yeah, and, we uh, uh, last week we we took a stab at recording an episode on Peloton, and let me tell you, we were so bored of recording that <laughs> we were just like, all right, time to go back to the drawing board. So it's all testing, and we're going to tell you how it is transparently, and uh, we hope you you enjoy this episode and. And the following that come from us. Yeah. So uh, what are we going to touch on today? Oh, so we're, today we're going to talk about my favorite, favorite, favorite app. And it's called Notion. For those unfamiliar, Notion is a note-taking app. Uh, very popular in the productivity space. But if you still use Evernote, I have so many questions for you because I don't know anyone else that does. <laughs> but uh, if you're into that space, you'll know tools such as uh Rome Research, which actually is about a $200 million C evaluation, and now Notion, uh, which is my favorite, which is also up there. But today we're going to really talk about the deep dive of the platform. I think this would be a good discussion because I didn't know what the hell Notion was <laughs> yeah. until Antonio told me about it when we started brainstorming uh, for this um, podcast. And for me, I'm not the biggest fan of productivity tools or apps. I've tried using them in the past. At work, obviously, managing a team or just working in cross-functional groups, you have to yeah. use some sort of tracking, right? So I've used Asana. Right now, we use spreadsheets at work. So, you know, if you work in any sort of professional environment, you probably yeah. use some sort of tool. But I have never been the biggest fan of them. Like for me, I actually never take any notes. I don't carry a notebook around. I don't yeah. write anything out at all. Yeah. And for somehow, some way, I'm able to remember a lot of the professional things in my life. I have no idea how you're able to do that. Yeah. You're going to have to teach me that. So when Antonio told me about it and I started playing around with it, I just gave up after like a minute or so. Like, I didn't Wait, is, is, is that why you're not a fan of updating and uh, <laughs> yeah. shit when we're, we're uh, putting notes for the next episode? Pretty much. Got like, it. Yes. But then... Like for me, like I didn't like I started diving into Notion like literally like thirty minutes ago and yeah. trying to figure out what this company's about. But can you tell me more about why you're a fan of Notion? I have a growth background. Um, I'm always someone that likes to tinker and test and uh, play around with new tools. So uh, also someone that loves to optimize uh, their life in every way <laughs> possible. So hence the productivity app. So if there's something that says that it can help me have better outputs, then I'm going to try it. And that's where Notion came in. Uh, I was formerly an Evernote user uh -huh. uh, at my last company. My uh, director of growth engineering, he pulled up this really cool app that kind of looked like uh, early 2000s of like the, the skeleton. It looked like an HTML old school <laughs> page. And when he showed me just a glimpse of what was possible from Kanban boards and spreadsheets, uh -huh. and then also the ability to customize it, like you can make it really yours, uh, it got me. And that's when I was like, you know what, let me let me put the Evernote subscription on hold really quick. Let me give this a shot. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's when they won me over. And then what actually also really helped was you could port all of your Evernote notes into uh, Notion and they would form format them for you so that it would work with their platform. Yeah. So a couple of follow-up questions on that. Like, what was the actual feature or element that actually won you over? Uh, the biggest thing was that so they have this thing where you could just nest pages within each other, but you can also have on one one note, you could have a calendar, a Kanban board, and a spreadsheet all in one central location. And then on top of it, it's very uh, no-code friendly, so you can drag and drop a lot of the elements into it. 
And when I saw that and the ability to do that, I fell in love with it because now you don't need new pages individually. Like everything can live in a, a dedicated location. And I'm someone big into uh, organization. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like clean, neat, tidy environments. Yeah. And uh, Notion uh, created, like, gave me that opportunity nice. and it gave me the opportunity to customize it. Yeah, like, I guess you're one of the 4 million users it has, right? <laughs> so it's doing something, right? Yeah. But for me, again, like a very pessimist when it comes to these productivity apps, like, is this a space that needs disruption or innovation? You think? Uh, well, I, I can't lie to you. I, I hate those two words. Anytime I'm going to innovate, it's just my ears. Go, it's like when I start hearing AI, it's like, okay, yeah. I get it. I, I think of it in this sense, like the whole point of productivity apps is to improve. So I feel in any space, even in a productivity sense, it should be the goal to continuously improve. So we shouldn't stagnate in the space. We should find ways to uh, design apps and software that can you know, help us perform better. Yeah. But I'm curious on your end, what do you think it is about productivity apps that is a bit off-putting to you? I think productivity apps actually make me less productive hmm. because it's kind of forcing me to like pinpoint or outline everything I'm trying to do. Yeah. And it takes time to actually create that organization, right? Yeah. It makes me spend more time doing things where I don't think I need to be doing. Yeah. I, I know right off the top of my head, like what would need to be done. God. Well, now that actually, before we go forward, brings me to another question. How do you balance productivity apps for yourself and then implementing yeah. them into your team's workflow so that your team can Good be question. more productive as a whole? Yeah. So even though I'm not a fan of productivity apps, I have to use them. Yeah. Because at work, everyone is not like me. And everyone <laughs> yeah. should not be like me. But like say I'm managing a team of four or five folks, you got to keep everyone in line. Yeah. So I have to force myself, like we use Asana just to track projects, but we kind of phase off that because again it's just putting more work on me to update it and keep the yeah. things running right so i use i love excel like like excel's my favorite tool of all time yeah and we use google sheets a lot which i is, hate google sheets right? <laughs> actually google sheets suck it always crashes when you hit handle the same amount of data but then anyways like i pretty much use excel or sheets for everything when it comes to dashboards, reporting, even tracking productivity projects. And uh, you know, it's, as we progress in this conversation, but that's how Notion didn't start with that goal in mind of just end user note-taking. Like it was a note-taking app, but uh -huh. it really appealed to the fact that product managers and designers and sales and marketing had these robust wikis um, uh -huh. and internal documents that lived in Google Drive and Google yeah. Docs that, and Google Docs is, not great at all like <laughs> I, I migrated the team off and like so that's where like notion really was able to flex their muscles and then obviously having the ability to take notes and yeah. customize was a huge value add well yeah. huge plus so when notion started do you know if they targeted like companies first or did they target well the goal was that so the founder uh i don't want to butcher his name so i'm gonna say ivan zhao uh his goal was that he wanted to make it so that anyone can build their own app, um, oh, like cool. their like make their own products. Uh -huh. um, and when you really get into what's capable with Notion, you start to see how possible that is. So, with that in mind, he definitely went after a more technical design oriented crowd. Yeah, and you see it with the design. With the design, the mm -hmm. backstory there was that um, it's supposed to have a Microsoft. Uh, of like a Windows 95 feel to it. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. And it does. It's it's nostalgic, but it's not it's not 
uh, boring. It's it's like nostalgic in a fun way. So when they when they went out, their early onboarding tools, especially from a, a user side, were was the fact that uh, you can have wikis and you can have a uh, light CRM and uh -huh. like all these things were focused on the B two B side, um, but also that can play into how you can use it in your day to day life. So. Mm -hmm. Yes, on the B2B, but then it just uh, had this virality to it where it also spread into other areas of your life. And what's carrying its growth, most of its growth today, is it more like the B2B side of things? It does have 4 million users, but is yeah. 4 million users part of companies? or? Well, I've, most of the business where we're seeing now is uh, a lot of their traffic is direct, but community. So yeah. uh, you look at their subreddit and they have about 55,000 people. Yeah. Um, but that community is very active. Everyone's right. posting templates. People are creating apps around like Notion. So there's now this, uh, I forgot the guy's name, but he's on GitHub and he actually allows you to make uh, like track Google, like a Google Analytics tracking on your Notion. So Notion, you can't like see who uh -huh. clicked what. Uh -huh. And he created that. So you have people oh, cool. building on top of Notion, similar to a experience like Shopify or WordPress, oh. which eventually brings more people to the platform. Yeah, so based on that, it seems like that community is probably cultivated by like entrepreneurs, yes. uh, individual customers, because if you are forced to use Notion as part yeah. of a company, you're probably not as excited about using it. Yeah. And not posting like hacks and stuff on his Reddit or yeah. being a brand advocate for it, because the tool is being put on you to use, right? Yeah. But I think the people that are most excited about it are probably those who yeah on their own will, started playing around with Notion, became a fan of it, and kind of took it to the next level of fandom. And community is a really strong driver for Notion's growth. I also read that they have this ambassador program, and uh, one of you heard about it, but literally they take 60 of their most diehard Notion fans yeah. and kind of leverage them as vehicles to continue building that community and building that, I guess, brand organically. There, there's definitely a recurring trend that we're starting to see here yeah. with brands. And, and this was something that on the Scrapped episode we spoke about as well as, but community is a big driver yep. for Notion. Like that's yeah. how they built their moat yeah. um, is awesome. through community. Uh -huh. And you also see that. And then that helps their brand ambassador program because it brings more people. But now you also create dedicated experts in that, in, in your, with your product. So that approach is actually very similar to um, the Rome Researches uh, approach, where mm -hmm. most people who come on a Rome Research aren't really familiar, aren't sure how to use the product. Yeah. But then it goes into like most people end up paying for a five hundred dollar course so they can learn how to use it, and then the benefits are there. Mm -hmm. Very similar thing with Notion. Like, there's a lot thrown at you, so you the community is what brings you in, shows you what's capable, and that keeps you combined with a great product experience retained. Mm -hmm. We talked about community being a really strong fire yeah. that lights the growth for a company like Notion. But also, there's, a, I guess, the quote-unquote traditional way of like just investing in like media, mass yeah. media, and whatnot. And there's two different directions, right? Yeah. One, you can just like, put a lot of money in and just get all, a shit ton of brand awareness. Yeah. One, takes it's a more slow growth, right? It takes a lot more nurturing. But what do you think would be the best, a good route? Do we take the community route and try to like build like a brand through that? Yeah. Or do you want to go straight out the door and get growth right away and just invest in like media? Uh, when it comes to that fast, fast growth that we've seen uh, with Uber, yeah. uh, no you <laughs> and Casper, yeah. uh, I look at that more along yeah. the lines of of the founder. Like, what are, what is the founder's goal? Are they uh -huh. here to build something 
more long term or are they here to build something that could get acquired? Yeah. Uh, because when you start to take on venture capital, you are indebted to yeah. two to people and you need to be able to grow. You need to, to grow fast. Yeah. And that's yeah. actually something that the founder of Notion, he actually was avoiding <laughs> VCs. Uh, he had uh, he kept up old addresses of their office, <laughs> yeah. uh, and people would come in, and they were constantly like bombarding, like trying to get in touch with him, trying to get with uh, through other people, especially through first round uh, capital, to get to him to invest in the company. His philosophy was that you know you want to grow slow, mm-hmm. and growing slow is now a macro trend that we're starting to see with some brands. Yeah. So if you want to grow fast, yes, like you can invest endless dollars in a paid, and like that works. But yeah, he, you know, go look at his Instagram. He's a very <laughs> low key, very uh, design oriented guy. So he he focused on the product and he focused on community, and mm-hmm. you're seeing that that growth even while slow. You're seeing it. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, like going back to like. I'd say pre-COVID, but also like say five years ago, yeah. we see we saw so many perceived unicorns like Uber, yeah. Casper, and a bunch of other startups kind of like spending a grip load on promos. So it's kind of interesting. And you mentioned this like before, they're growing at all costs. Yeah. And then Notion is kind of taking this different route where they want to do the slow growth and they're seeing like good return from it. If I, I'm not a mind reader, but I'm confident based on the interviews that I've seen of Ivan Town, and hopefully uh, at some point we can get you on this show. <laughs> but he he seems to be very much uh, a true designer and someone with a vision, and he just really focused on product and creating a, a great product and creating a great community and experience. And you see it in every touch point of Notion. Uh, and while yeah, they they might not have grown fast, they have. A very loyal following and if you asked their audience like a hundred percent I feel like 80% of people that use notion would be very upset if the platform disappeared overnight yeah so I think it kind of reminds me a lot to some like we're both music fans and then the, at a certain point some artists kind of like make that turn mm-hmm. and kind of blow up yeah and then some there's some artists kind of just stay below the radar yeah right? a good example for me is like the weekend Remember back in the, <laughs> the weekend yeah. used to be like so underground yeah no one knew who the hell he was, and the secrecy kind of helped him build a fandom. Yeah. And then, like at a certain point, he was talented, but he flipped the switch and became like, really poppy, and now is like one of the biggest musical arts artists in the world and yeah. making a lot of money, right? But as a fan, I feel kind of a little bit betrayed. And damn, like I wish he stayed in his lane. Yeah. So like, let me go back to notions. Like notions, like really kind of underground. It still mm-hmm. has that organic grassroots feel. Is there a certain point where it has decided it's going to take like an inflection hockey stick growth route or is it going to stay in this underground bubbling company for a while? Uh, given the way they, they've been growing and the amount of people using them, I see that they'll continue that hockey stick uh, lane. Uh, but that's also dependent on how much they, they decide to, uh, from a company vision, lean into their founder's vision of giving yeah. people the ability to create uh, their own apps. So it's really dependent on that because there are a lot of avenues I think that they can go from everything from landing pages to because you can already you know share your websites your Notion pages publicly so mm-hmm. they have a lot of that room um, so I do see them having that opportunity but it fits more into uh, their overarching vision I mm-hmm. do think that they'll be that and go that yeah. route but we'll see yeah. I mean they, they are the cool kid app right yeah, now yeah, but cool kid app. 
with any product, you know, your early adopters change over time and they want to go to the next new app yeah. and then the people who come on the notion, it's, gonna, it's a different audience. Is he gentrified? Yeah. Yeah. It's literally, it's like, you know, you, as your product matures, like your, your audience shifts and, you know, you, uh, I think it was Casey Winter, Winters had a great uh, take on it was that as your product matures, you have to continuously find product market fit. Mm -hmm. So uh, while now, like they'll probably have to refine product market fit and then that's going to continue that growth trajectory. Yeah. So I was curious, I was reading, as I was reading about Notion yeah. and reading about the competition out there, but then some of the biggest, I guess, uh, tools within the corporate scene right now is like Microsoft Teams. Yeah. Like there's 44 million daily users. Yeah. Slack, we use Slack at work and it's like yeah. 12 million daily users. And then you have Notion picking up. What is it going to do? Is it going to try to compete against these guys? Or is it going to hold like this niche lane? Because... If you're going to go compete against Microsoft or Slack, you're going to need that funding. Well, I would say that Slack and Microsoft Teams are competitors in a sense, but I would say their competitors are more Rome, Rome research, where they definitely live in the productivity space. So Slack as a product we've seen is starting to stagnate. Mm -hmm. Notion is still uh, developing and optimizing on their product. They just released backlinks today um, and a few other features. So I do see them staying right now in this productivity kind of glue area. So they're the all-in-one of you being able to have a light database, have a light spreadsheet, and playing in that lane because what happens is there's so many fragmented tools. Mm -hmm. uh, they actually are able to grow because they can, as long as they can continue to integrate with other tools, they'll be successful. Mm -hmm. um, once they lose that, then it becomes a problem. So... As we, we've had this conversation with Notion, uh, and, you know, clearly I'm a fan. There's no, <laughs> yeah. There is no hiding that. I'm curious, what would it take for you to, to make, to, you know, download and use yeah. Notion? So I think there's a lot of, when it comes to like marketing a product or service, like, there's a lot of powerful tools. But I think the most powerful tool is word of mouth. Yeah. But then you have recommended Notion to me. Yeah. And you're my friend, right? But yet still, I've not bought into it. And it goes back to like the fundamentals of, I guess, marketing. Like you're positioning a product to help solve a problem in a, your consumer's life. Yeah. I think right now, I don't have any problems with productivity. Yeah. And I think because of that, I don't see a fit for Notion in my daily life. But how how could you know? What <laughs> can make your life more That's efficient uh, if you don't question. if you don't try it? Yeah, I think also I think we kind of touched on it's like I it's like almost it's a very minimalist tool, right? Yeah, it's a blank slate, and because it's so clean, mm -hmm. I don't know what it can do for me yet. I mean, that's that's true. Lie. Yeah, it's like you show me right now. All I see is like a notepad and like <laughs> yeah. But then for a brand new customer like me, yeah, I'm not introduced to it right away, and because of that, like I might have churned out from using it because I have gotcha. So maybe that's something on their end from a marketing standpoint. Yeah, you have this passionate early adopter group on the subreddits, but then as you continue to grow, you need to make it more accessible to like the casual user like myself yeah. to understand the features, how I can use it for my daily life. Maybe there is a use for it. Maybe yeah. I haven't discovered it because I don't know how. Right? Yeah. So I have to like do my own digging. And I think it's like the extra work to find that specific feature is the work I don't want to do. No, and I mean, that's a good point because I definitely fall into the early adopter camp with platforms. Uh, 
uh, and, and different tools and whatnot. So always looking for that next tool that I feel is going to give me that edge. Mm -hmm. Notion, just from a feel, look, and flexibility has accomplished that. But what I think you'll see is that once, and hopefully someone from Notion is listening, <laughs> once the API is released, uh, yeah. we'll have that flexibility to plug into a Zapier and you'll have a lot, it'll be a streamlined process where you don't have to update it yourself. It'll mm -hmm. plug into Trello if needed, any of your other platforms, and you'll be able to update your notes, your wikis and whatnot in yeah. real time. And that's when I feel the true, the true power of Notion is, is going to, it's going to come out. Yeah. Um, I think like it's very clandestine, like personality is reflected in its brand and its marketing, right? Yeah. Like the way the founder is, you know, like really like secretive, but also like doesn't want any, you know, much public attention or, yeah. or PR or whatnot is reflected in the marketing. It's like really down low, really organic and whatnot. Maybe they're not trying to blow it up the water yet. And they want to like start slow with like early doubles like you. Yeah. And you know, test, learn, see what works, what doesn't work, get the feedback from the subreddits, yeah. from the ambassadors, and whatnot, and then continue to optimize, and then to a point where, like, all right, we know what people want, yeah. and let's roll it out, and then start scaling it to like the Rexes out there, and like bring those people in and continue growing that um, that audience space. Yeah, where do you see it going? That's a really tough question. So, okay. I see Notion becoming uh, the central hub for your team. Uh -huh. So my team now, database, uh, we use Notion and Airtable. Um, Notion has all our docs and then links to Airtable. Uh, that's where I see it going of being able to keep everything in a centralized location. Uh, but I definitely would love the opportunity to see that go further, especially as a no-code solution to create this hub, more of like your own CMS. Mm -hmm. uh, or content management system um, uh, where you don't have to leave Notion. Yeah. Like uh, I, I feel that their goal now is that they need to keep people as much as possible within the platform, and they do a good job of that, but the more that they're able to take a page out of that product growth playbook mm -hmm. and, and develop integrations with other tools, uh, the better. And how would you market Notion at that point? Like how would you evolve its marketing oh i had a, a really good tagline in my head uh <laughs> the app that catches everything uh so something along those lines like uh, the way i would position it is that you can do everything from take notes for yourself to plan that grocery list to plan your business strategy all in one location uh all with the relevant people that need to see it mm -hmm. uh as, as long as they continue to hone in on that one note to like rule them all yeah. Uh, the better. Nice. What would you say? Being like a non-user, and I kind of think back to like during this pandemic where we're kind of all stuck at home and working yeah. from home, and some of the tools we use at work are kind of seeping into our non-work lives. Yeah. So people are using Slack for you know, communicating with groups of friends, right? Mm -hmm. People are still using Docs and Sheets just to do like grocery lists and yeah. all this other stuff. So for me, if I was like marketing on Notion, how do I use Notion outside of work? I think that's where you can hook me. Like if you can help me do something outside of yeah. work, that maybe could trigger me to start using it. So right now I'm not gonna use that work because I don't take notes or anything. Got it. But if I find some value outside of work, like hey shit, this as this can make my personal life a little bit more efficient or more productive, yeah. then I could use it.
Well, I know you mentioned uh, uh, wanting to get back into content creation. So you could take your notes, write your posts <laughs> and everything true. and publish it straight from Notion. No website uh, needed and you could just share it. So I think, the, I think we had a pretty good discussion. I enjoyed the discussion about I know nothing about Notion before. I think I learned a lot today. I think Notion uh, objectively has a good future. And Notion does a, a few, does three things really, really well uh, that all companies can take a page out of. They built a great product. I mean, you know, no matter how good your marketing is, if the product's terrible, the product's <laughs> terrible. Uh, they built a community and they yeah. listen to that community. Uh, they True. actively pay attention. They actually they actively refine their products. Um, so they built a community which establishes trust, and then that trust builds uh, uh, more word of mouth, as you said. Yeah. And and then they 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 didn't go mat they didn't go to the masses. They focused specifically in, on on like designers and, <laughs> and uh, uh, and product managers and and very niche focused. And then they expanded as the product expanded. So. A lot of a lot of companies think that you have to go to the mass market. The, you don't want the mass market. You want to be so comically narrow with your targeting. Like you're, you want to start small. You want to build that trust and continue to refine as your product grows. So yeah, they did those three things really well, and uh, they're they're reaping the benefits of it. So you're not trying to rocket to the moon right away. No, <laughs> you know, real things that if you if you truly want to see something grow, it takes time. And unfortunately, we've been conditioned to think that's not the case. Yeah. However, the companies, the Ubers, the Caspers, uh, um, which are great companies, they just, you know, I think they would have had a different tune if they grew slowly. Yeah. I think those days might be kind of fading out too. Those yeah. hyper growth companies. Yeah. I mean, this is a money game. <laughs> no, if you're not making money, I'm not making money. So. Okay. All right. I think uh, that's all we got for today. Yeah. So, uh, Signing off and uh, see you next time. You guys have a great one.